That's that's headcanon right there. You quit that shit. Listen, listen, I I get so little in my life. Let me have this. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, we have our czar of source material, John. Hi. <laughs> and our chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. Woof. Woof. Okay. <laughs> so tonight, we are going to be talking about a topic that John actually uh, suggested a couple weeks ago. Uh, and that is the topic of genre and era-defining moments in anime. So we're going to be talking... Each of us have brought, I think, three uh, shows and or moments from shows that we're going to be talking about tonight that we think defined either the genre that that show happens to be in or the era that the show took place in. So, uh, since John, since you came up with this topic, I'm going to start with you. What do you got for your first moment or show? All right, so first of all, why do you sound so surprised that I came up with a topic? I'm not, it's not surprise, it's just that it kind of is surprise. <laughs> you think you I don't, don't have good ideas? enough to this podcast, and we were surprised that you actually existed. Whoa, <laughs> that is not what I meant at all. That is fake news. All right. Anyway, uh, first show I want to talk about is going to be Ava, or what's the fucking full title? Neon. Neon it's literally on the document. Use your we, eyes. We, before we started this fucking recording, we started doing fucking t- tongue twisters, and I can't talk anymore. <laughs> yeah, rubber baby, baby. Fuck, I can't do it now. See? Too much pressure. <laughs> anyway, I should probably pull up the doc. All right, <clears throat> Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, I put this down on the list. <laughs> what? I love that pronunciation. Is it not pronounced like that? How do you pronounce You're it? You're like Avongelion. A- Avon, like the fucking makeup. Yeah, that's Anyways. how. Avongelion. It's Evangelion. Like what? Avongelion. Isn't that how you would pronounce this? I do it. I mean, I A-van. pronounce it Evangelion. Evangelion. Yeah, not Vaughn. What a. Whatever. <laughs> so off topic. <laughs> this is way. We're, this is getting. This is a great start this to this podcast. This is not an anime podcast. This is a vocal coaching co- uh, podcast. All right. We're welcome teaching. to the podcast that teaches mm-hmm. you how to pronounce Neon Genesis Evangelion, <laughs> not Evangelion. That's like the best tongue twister. That title. Uh, so I wanted to bring this up because Ava, as I call it, because fuck saying the full name. <laughs> Uh, was the very first anime I saw that when I was growing up on, I want to say it was Toonami. Or was it Adult Swim back then? I don't remember. I believe it was Adult Swim. All right. It was the don't first... quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was. It was the very first anime I watched that I was like, yo, this is not like the other anime I've ever seen. Um, first of all, there's a lot of subtlety, a lot of undertones. It's a lot more grown up. It's I would consider it a very good entry into like um 
what's that fucking senin senin the uh, senin senin yeah. yeah the step above shonen because prior to this you know I, I had the typical dragon ball z yu yu hakusho inuyasha um freaking Yu-Gi-Oh! pokemon <laughs> like, how do you go from pokemon <laughs> to evangelion didn't you like skip a step <laughs> no not it 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 was just like oh hey this is the hour that anime or like these cool cartoons because i didn't know it was anime yet came on and i just would watch whatever was on like ghost in the shell i was like oh that's pretty cool but this is not very adult this is very dramatic and kind of boring and i didn't really okay i didn't really get ava like i watched a couple episodes because i was like oh man there's like giant robots fighting like these things and I was like, yeah, the... These things that are vaguely like kaiju? Yeah, like, this is so cool. This is obviously a kid's show, right? Like, no, you're fucking wrong. As a child, I could not appreciate Ava. And it wasn't until I rewatched it years later, like, during high school, that I was like, yo, this show is actually not for kids. <laughs> not really for kids. Uh, it, it really redefined anime for me when I was a kid, that anime isn't just for kids. It's not all just shonen and shonen jump shows. I, I went and looked it up. It actually did air on Adult Swim. It did. Okay. That might have been In 2000, why. From 2005 to 2006. Wow. That was so long ago. Holy shit. How old was I? Like 10? A little babby. I was a little babby. Wow, you were 10. You were way too young to watch <laughs> Evangelion. The show is not even rated mature or R or anything. I think it's rated 14, teen. I think it's TV 14 is when it was on Adult Swim. Yeah, so... It, it definitely wasn't something that you should be watching when you're, you know, a little babby, because a lot of it really flew past my head. Like, I didn't understand, like, why they were fighting. I didn't understand why Shinji wouldn't get in the goddamn robot. I didn't, like, and all the, like, super crucial moments of, like, um, beautiful subtleties. Like, what's her face? Red hair girl. I don't even remember the character names. Asuka. When Asuka was, like, bathing in the fucking broken house and, like, every... All the things that you you should know when you're grown up, and you're like, wow, this actually is a pretty beautifully written show. I could not appreciate things like that. And Why would you even watch Evangelion as a child? Like, It's not even interesting <laughs> on the surface level. Because the very first episode was, oh shit, this dude gets in a fucking robot, has like arms, it looks really cool, and he punches the shit out of these things that kind of look like angels. <laughs> and he gets vaguely kidnapped by an attractive older woman. Yeah, I didn't Translation. really... <laughs> You had low standards when you were a child. <laughs> wow. I just didn't know. And again, like, this is why I wanted to bring it up, because I, I feel like everyone else... Uh, I mean, I get what he's saying, though. Like, Avea is one of those things where you watch... If you, if, if you were like me, and obviously John, and you watched it way more, way younger than you should have, it's something that you can go back years later and rewatch it and find a lot of stuff that you missed. It's like, yeah, this was not for children. Well... <laughs> Another example would be, like, uh, if if you want to compare it to, like, Cowboy Bebop. I saw Cowboy Bebop when I was a kid. But it's vaguely, like, oh, look at this cool, like, thief kind of dude. There's a cool story. And it's just enough action where you're like, yeah, you don't really care. And I just thought it was cool to watch. And it wasn't until, again, years later I rewatched it. I was like, yo, this show is actually really dope. It's super deep. And, like, god, the ending. And that soundtrack! Yeah. So I definitely just wanted to bring that up just because, like, it's it's... It was my ver- very first adult show that wasn't overly adult, like uh, Elfin Light or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it, it's certainly genre defining in terms of like mech shows because if you think about it, before Ava, 
a lot of mech shows like Gundam, for example, focused very heavily on political themes, whereas Evangelion focused almost exclusively on psychological themes. Yeah, and unlike Gundam, where it's pretty clear-cut, like, who's bad guy, who's good guy, obviously the main hero is the good guy, right? He's the one fighting all the baddies. Ava doesn't... At first you think like that, but it, it really gets into your head, like, why are we here? What are we doing? I like, and I love how... Ava just came out of Hideki Anno's, like, existential crisis he had in middle age. It's Actually? Like, oh, fuck. Why am I here? Yeah, it's it's fucking deep, man. It it still blows me away. Like, this show is has so much more to it. And I think other people should watch it. <laughs> they could appreciate it yeah. more. It's aged pretty well. Yeah, except for its animation in the last couple episodes. That didn't age very well. It didn't age very well for the time it aired, either. Yeah. But we're talking about the subtleties, the story, the Shinji getting yeah. the goddamn robot. And and thankfully, it was sort of... The, the series was redeemed by End of Evangelion, to an extent. Um, it It's definitely one of those things that I think is really good to go back and watch if you haven't... Or if you watched it years ago. Um, which I think is a good thing that it's coming out on uh, Netflix soon. Very soon. Is it really? Uh, Yes, actually, by the time this episode goes up, it will be out on Netflix. Oh, shit. Uh, and uh, Netflix, please I, give us money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm looking forward to rewatching it. Natai and I are going to be doing a, uh, a, like a whole series, episode-by-episode episode series review on it. So oh. that should be fun. Uh, he and I are going to, because he and I both watched this years and years ago, and we're rewatching it now that we're, older and wiser hopefully <laughs> um, and we can hopefully un- it, it's one of those things where you rewatch it and you see more than you saw the last time you watched it and it, that's really cool there's so few anime that are like that anything to add show didn't you love ava what is this i don't know <laughs> i don't recommend ava what if you didn't watch it if you didn't enjoy it don't come back to it oh. because it's overrated i think the themes are like you could get the themes other places it's not that unique from ava i don't think it's that amazing whatever and also it just takes okay the main issue is that it takes 24 episodes to tell a relatively simple message which takes too long girl too long cut that down to six episodes (laughs) i don't have i don't have the patience for that (laughs) i'm just saying you never forget your first yeah, I don't have That's any true. nostalgia value for this because I didn't watch this as a child. So, oh, I have a I have a question, John. Did you watch Eva before you watched Gundam? Any Gundam? No, I definitely saw Gundam before I saw it. I mean, okay, what? I'm just, I was just curious, is like because if Eva is the bar for for Mecca, like that's kind of regarded as a pretty high bar. No, no, I definitely I saw like Zoids and stuff before I saw Eva. Oh. Like, Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just curious. Um, because most people would watch something like Gundam or Zoids. I have this a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> Before going to Evangelion. Alright. Uh, show, what do you have for the first one you want to talk about? <sighs> okay. I have a wonderful anime that has set the bar for the sports genre. Um... Now, a sports show needs three things. First, it needs hype. 
Second, it needs good characters. And third, it needs fan service boys. And the only anime that has all three is obviously Haikyuu. Um, and yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at the most popular sports anime on my anime list. And obviously Haikyuu is number one by uh, rights. Um, but number two, we have Kuroko no Basket, which I do agree with that it's really popular. So I think this reflects um, the popular opinion of the general community. But the thing about Kuroko no Basket, where, where it can't compete with Haikyuu, is that it only meets like one and a half out of three of the criteria. Like it doesn't have um, good characters. Like they're all just like literal robots yeah. and they're only the boys are only half cute because like i feel <laughs> like it's like some people like the boys you seen the fan art and some people don't oh well it has a very large fan base so fine i'll give it a two <laughs> out of three but you know i'm not i'm personally not a fan of that art style and then down the list at number three third most popular sports anime we have free which um does not meet the height that's criteria. all fan service <laughs> that does yeah. not meet the criteria of being hype um but it does meet the criteria of having uh good characters um debatable um <laughs> and uh hot boys so you know other sports shows can give you a little bit of this and a little bit of that but only haiku can give you everything so what can you really say? Oh, also, I would number four. I just wanted to say is uh, Yuri on Ice, which uh... <laughs> well, that's some foreshadowing for something I'm going to talk about. So <laughs> I'm going to shit talk Yuri on Ice. I'm going to. <laughs> You're not going to shit talk it, or I will. Okay, I will set say, you ablaze I can say right Yuri now. on Ice uh, does meet all three criteria, but I think Haikyuu does the criteria better. So, you know. I, I would cert I would certainly agree with you on the hype portion for sure. I think the hype is better in Haikyuu. There are hotter boys in Haikyuu. And what was the other criteria I said? You don't oh, yeah. even remember are, your criteria. I like the, I like the characters more in Haikyuu. Don't demean me and my criteria. <laughs> you you laid out the criteria, bitch. I think I, did. I think Kuroke no Basket was way more hype than Haikyuu. Uh because they did like stupid ass fucking no, it yeah, I agree. Dragon Ball Z with basketballs. <laughs> That's, That's why it was, what it was so good. No, I I totally agree. I love the hype. The problem with Kuroko is that it doesn't have the balance of everything, you know. Well, like and and to to your credit, show I would actually agree with you. With Kuroko Nabasuke has very cardboard cutout type characters. I feel like they're li- like even the voice actors are just literally no emotion. All of them are the same character. There's no emotion and just like nothing. All right, but who watches a sport anime for anything other than them just doing the sport? Like, come on, guys. See, no, but like, <laughs> see, if you free. look at the numbers, John, <laughs> a lot of people watch sports anime for more than just the hype. It was I so just stated. <laughs> look Wait, at the data, I have John. A question. I have a question. So, in these criteria you laid out, yes. you mentioned a hot guys. Mm-hmm. What about what about a sports anime? They're all girls. They're not on the list. Do exist. They don't make the top oh. ten. <laughs> oh, okay. That's okay. So up. that. So what you're saying is a fucking sport centered around a girl's sport can't qualify okay, as fine, a good fine, sports. Fine. Anime. 
I was lying. I think number six is Chihaya Furu, which is debatable whether that's a sport or a game. So I would say that's a gambling anime, if anything else. That's not a gamble. That's so rude. Did you just demean oh. the sport of, I don't know what they're playing, but did you just demean that sport? <laughs> Are they playing shogi? No. 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 They're playing like a card game with poetry where they what? pick the card. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know. That one. It just seems like it seems like it's something that you could gamble on. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you All haven't right. watched it? It's really good. I recommend it. Mm. Oh, everyone says it's really great. I've never gotten to it before. Um, well, okay. In the case of female um, sports shows, then the hotness of the female characters are swapped for in that criteria section. For the Shia men. Furu yeah. is all female? I mean, no, but just, I mean, oh. the only relevant character was the female lead. Everyone else doesn't matter. It's like, I, I could swear in <clears throat> clips I've seen there are male characters. So, I only think that uh, sport anime is basically divided into two categories, fan service and just sport. So, I, I don't really enjoy sport animes. I haven't seen one that was just like, yo, that's great. Like, even Kurake Knows Basket is like, I only watched it because... My brother-in-law was watching it, and I was like, what is this? And I watched it. I was like, yo, this is Dragon Ball Z on on basketball. With, with fuck it, on a basketball court. <laughs> so you haven't... Have you not seen Haikyuu? Oh, I read it. Yeah, I read a little bit of it, but it's... Oh, but see, the thing is, the manga doesn't have the fan surface portion. <laughs> the yeah, manga yeah. also has really crappy art style in comparison to the anime. Yeah, but, what reading, but reading the manga was just like... I was like, oh, wow, this is actually, like, very sportsman-like. Like, it's very sports-orientated. It wasn't... Because based off yeah. of, like, my research on at anime conventions, people seem to love the show. And I think the uh, fangirls, all the fans of the series are just frothing at the mouth for, like, fan service. That's a shame because it's, like, it's good. It's a good manga. Did you just well, shame it's a, it's a... <laughs> Fujoshi? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going there. Um, I mean, it... it it's a good credit to this show, though, because like show says, it's it's really hype. Like, okay, so I watched Haikyuu on his recommendation that it was a good sports anime, and I was not disappointed by the first and second season. And I went into the third season knowing that it's it's ten episodes long, and it all the entire season is one game. Wow, It's just one game that they play for ten episodes, and my immediate reaction to that was. Oh God, they've ruined IQ. But then I watched and I'm like, they actually did a really good job with this. <laughs> and like, it would be so easy pacing wise to fuck that up, but they didn't. And that's what makes it a really great sports anime. Not hype enough. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't you know, didn't even watch the anime. What are you talking about? <laughs> you didn't see that hype animation. I mean, you're right. You're right. Still not hype enough. But, but I will. Would concede. you not agree? Would you not agree with me, John? If you found out that they were going to do ten episodes devoted to a single match, you would immediately think, "Oh God, they're going to fuck up this pacing." No, because if it's one match and it's ten episodes, that means they're going to. It's a really good arc, you know. Obviously, this is the uh, the arc that matters the most. Yeah, but like, how? But how can you cover a match in ten episodes? <laughs> wouldn't that get like too slow? No, not if it was a hype-ass arc and every single well, person playing. Wouldn't that be like Death Note where like they're having monologues <laughs> oh, for 10 oh minutes? God. Yeah, maybe. See, they didn't do that in Haikyuu. It was all action. All movement. And, and the animation in, in, in the anime is great. Like, it it never suffers from any kind of, like, quality issues. or It, it never seems like they're cutting corners. 
which is another thing that makes it a, makes it a great sports anime because there's so many sports anime that start out really good and then like halfway through it's like they well we've shot our animation budget time to draw stick figures <laughs> all right maybe i'll watch it maybe i won't i'm probably I mean, not gonna i i i recommend it and the only reason i started watching it was because show recommended it to me and like i said i don't watch very much sport anything like anime regardless yeah. but, of I mean, the sport. and it's also worth worth mentioning that show doesn't really like sports in general like irl but he tends to like sports anime yeah it's for the fan surface isn't it it probably is <laughs> well i mean i watch yamushi pedal and if you've seen the boys in that good lord they're ugly so. <laughs> is that the one where they they bicycle around yes yes oh where they, <laughs> they have a high fast op though they have really good OPs, yeah. Yeah, one of the uh, it wasn't Bunk of Chicken. It was some, whatever. It was a J Rock band that I listened to, and apparently it was uh, oh. one of their openings. Anyway, moving on, Alex. <sighs> yeah. Um. So I'm gonna actually skip to the one I had in the middle because uh, show mentioned it already. I want to talk about Yuriana. <laughs> oh God. Um. Speaking of sports anime, um. The, the reason I want to talk about Yuriana Ice is the fact that. Number one, I, I think, as show mentioned, it does kind of tick all those boxes for a pretty damn good sports anime. It has it has great animation. It's got good characters. It's got good character development in it. And they look pretty good. Uh, um, but in addition to that, Yuri on Ice focuses on figure skating, which not the most, shall we say, masculine of sports. Um, but they pulled it off in a way where they portray it as epic as just about any other sport is portrayed in anime. And I thought, number one, they did a great service to the figure skating community because there were a lot of figure, actual figure skaters who ended up watching this anime who didn't watch anime at all, which I think is a great credit to how good they portrayed the sport that they did. Um, but also, it, I've been I've been really figuring out how to actually talk about this. So, the anime features a gay romance in it. Now, it's not the first gay romance that's ever been featured in anime, and it I'm assuming won't be the last. But show and show can back me up on this because he and I have talked about this. There are so many gay romances in anime where they're portrayed and I, and I mean specifically like male male romances that are portrayed as for lack of a better term toxic or very exploitive honey and continue uh, i'll let you say it, and yuri and ice didn't really do that it portrayed like a legitimate realistic gay romance yeah realistic a uh, wholesome romance between a coach and his student. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. But they are both of age. Still, it's a different in power dynamic. I'm actually going to agree with show here. That's completely true. I mean, yes, there is a power dynamic, but at the end of the day, they're both adults. That's also something that was refreshing about this. It's not a sports anime that takes place in a high school. It's a sports anime uh, with professionals in that are adults. That is nice. Yeah. I mean, there's so many sports anime. 
Well, I mean, we and, skipped... and show because you, you you you've watched so many sports anime. There are so so many of them that take place like in high school or middle school or whatever, and it's like some school club or or whatever. And it was just so refreshing to see a, 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 a sports anime focused on professionals. Yeah, like first of all, the stakes are higher. Like, I actually, I, who cares about winning the high school championship? Like, who gives a fuck? But when the Olympics, like in Yuri on Ice, like I actually care about the stakes. And as well, I don't have to sit through like 5,000 training montages of you going from being a baby in diapers to learning how to roll the ball around. In Yuri on Ice, he's already a professional, so he already has all the skills. So we can just skip the bullshit and get straight to the blades on the ice. Yes. I mean, that that was great because there's so many sports anime where like the first five or six episodes is basically like a fucking training montage, like you said. And... I mean, you're, they're already professionals, so you don't have to sit through that with Yuri on Ice, mm-hmm. so which helped its pacing immensely. I would, I would say. So my only thing is like, if we're talking about sports anime, like like the high school one, like I understand, but uh, it's just that like Koshien, for example, for baseball in um in baseball in high school, Koshien is like the major leagues. You know, like if you win here, you're a fucking legend, and you're gonna get signed off to a national team, and I think that <clears throat> in itself is super hype so i don't mind it but you're right i i, I don't like the uh but why would you watch the koshian when you could watch the national team because it's high school it's it's like why do people like college sports it's not like as good as professional but there's a lot of money involved in it yeah that and we're not gonna go into that anyway <laughs> it's nice to see the people who are like not yet there yet you know but they're competing to get there the up-and-comers and they're not getting paid to do it. Yeah. They're doing it because they love it, whereas a professional is getting paid to do it. That That's why I, I feel like uh, when at least it comes to, like, college and high school stuff, it makes sense to me. Uh, the ones that I don't like are obviously the, uh, oh, he's only in middle school, but he's a fucking genius at Shogi or whatever. What's that? The, Ru- the Ryu whatever thingy? I hated that show. Like Oh, uh, the Ryu's work is never done. Yeah, that, that thing. <laughs> Where he had a fucking harem of lolis yeah, because he was good at Shogi. Yeah, and I was just like, this show sucks. Like, it's literally just pandering to freaking pedophiles. And the lolis aren't even that good. And this dude is not even, like, I don't even care about Shogi. Like, what are the stakes here? He's just some dude who's ranked number one, and he gets a harem of, lo- like, little girls. Like, I don't care. Where are the stakes? <laughs> I, I have to say that that I watched that show. I dropped it, but I I, I started out watching it. And even at someone myself who is a self-admitted lolicon, I found the lolis in that fucking annoying as fuck. Yeah. I watched it, too, because I think it was Chinoda that was like, yo, there's lolis. And I was like, yo, what? <laughs> then I watched, like, the first three or four episodes, and I was like, this is boring. This is, like, what am I getting out of this? Nothing. Anyway. Yeah, but but you get what I'm saying with the whole professional sports thing. It, it, it's somewhat unique in anime, and that's part of the reason why I loved Yuri on Ice. I also, I, despite what you guys think, I still think it's a much healthier gay romance than you see. Some, some, so many gay romances in anime are rapey. Honey, big fish in a small pond. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> oh, man. Go watch your Ice. <laughs> See, I watched your Ice, right? And you guys remember I was watching it, and I was giving you like a episode by episode update of like how I was like, yeah, this oh, is we remember. And then it was getting hype because yeah, you're right. I, I was hyped for the uh, for him getting better, and I kind of just feel like 
the romance was implied. It wasn't very explicit. And hashtag not confirmed. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what happened, right? And a lot of it, I, I, I just don't feel like it's a romance anime. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, you can imply that Yuri developed feelings for Victor. We can imply a lot of things here, but it was not explicit. That's that's all I got to say. It's a good show. You should watch it. I agree, yeah. John. Is it even a gay romance? Right. If no one was gay? It's exactly. an implied gay romance. No, that's, that's headcanon right there. You quit that shit. Listen, listen, I, I get so little in my life. Let me have this. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. All right, we're going to move on unless you guys have something else to say about Yuri on Ice. Nah, John, John, please, because I have a lot to say about the next one you're going to talk All about. All right, so uh, the next show I want to bring up is Naruto. Like, Naruto. Naruto was literally the first shonen a- anime that I watched that I was like, yo, it has everything I want in a shonen. All right, like, prior to Naruto, you know, I had Bleach, I had One Piece. Uh, I had Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Hakusho, you know, all the fucking, the works, right, from America, American Toonami. And they're all all right, you know, but nothing quite stuck to me like Naruto did. Uh, it's great. It's a great shonen. It's about the power of friendship, you know, struggling to get Sasuke back from the dark side. There's a lot of comedy. There's bits of drama here and there. There's good character development, hype-ass music. Uh, it's a very and a lot of filler. A lot of filler, but I, the filler was enjoying to me at least more so than like Bleach's filler or One Piece fillers. Like those are just like, oh, please fucking hang me. I still maintain that Naruto's very first filler episode is the best filler episode in anime history. Yeah, the one where they try to find out what's under Kakashi's mask. Because well, Kakashi's mask is still, until to this day, the best filler episode in anime history. So, just speaking of all the shonen that I've ever seen. Prior to watching Naruto, there are some right now that, you know, I, I understand that people like My Hero Academia. I don't know why. It's not as hype as Naruto. Uh, <laughs> Green Naruto, you mean? Is that is that what that is? I don't know. That's what, people, that's, what people call, that's what people call the main character, Green Naruto. I can definitely see that because the beginning of Naruto is very typical shonen. But once it jumps into, like, Shippuden, when they do the, uh, the time skip and go into Shippuden, shit gets more real. You know, there's more actual, like, um shit that happens people die <laughs> there's consequences Hell, i would say even in the first even in the first part of the anime after the tuning exam mark is it shit gets starts to get real yeah and there's actual consequences to things that happen in the universe it's not all just no the bad guy beat us arc but within this for friendship and it's like god <laughs> stop like no there, there are no stakes here no one's gonna get fucking bodied anyway fucking yeah I don't want to shit on My Hero Academia because I'm not sure who here likes it. I know Alex doesn't. Not me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who who likes that? Ch- uh, whatever. Chinoda. Mm, yeah, he would. But Naruto. <laughs> we're going to talk about a good show. We're going to talk about Naruto. How it has just every flavor that you would want in a shonen. You know, it, it keeps you on edge. And yeah, some of the fillers get fucking tough. Because it's like, oh god, I just want to go. It's been like five weeks. Can I get back to the main battle? But so that's why I say go read the manga. We left this main battle like right in the middle. And for five weeks, we've been trying to find the spiciest curry in the world. Can we please go back to the battle, please? Which is why I say we should just go ahead and go read the manga. So good. I it's very well drawn, too. I read Naruto. I I used to watch Naruto and also ship it in. But I started reading it after ship it in. 
And I just was always on the edge of my seat waiting for the next chapter. And I continued to watch Shippuden until they finished it because, you know, why not? And yeah, definitely the manga is way superior because, you know, no bullshit fillers. But it's just it, every part of it just hooks me. It's a show that I will probably never forget as a really good shonen. I don't have to rewatch it while I've rewatched some parts of it because hype ass battles. And, uh, you know, the, the overall messages in the show, you know, the uh, when Naruto inherits the will of fire. You know, never give up, never surrender. It's just like, ah, oh. it's like the moment in Dragon Ball Z when Goku's like, give me your spirit. And then you raise your hands up like, ah, take my ah. spirit, Goku. It's like you feel like that every fucking step through Naruto's journey through his life. And that's why it's hype as fuck. It's a great shonen. Yeah. I would say if there's one major criticism that I have of Naruto, it's in Shippuden because the middle part of Shippuden kind of gets repet- starts to get repetitive. Yeah, it drags. It's just like, go find this person, go find that person, go find this person, go find that person. And it's like, but then once they get to like the final Shinobi war arc, that fucking shit is high. Yeah, it, it is a very rare show that ends really fucking well. It's, it's a, well, yeah, it's a long-running shonen that actually ran through its entire the anime ran through its entire length and had probably the most successful or not success the most satisfying uh, ending that it could have had. Yeah, because given what it had already done, like uh, when I compare it, like you Hakusho was it was okay at the beginning, drags in the middle, and the ending is pretty shitty. I didn't like the ending because it kind of just wraps up, you know. Uh, Bleach's ending was super shitty because it <laughs> they should have ended because it basically got canceled. Because Kubo Tite should have fucking ended it like as soon as the main bad guy was defeated and everything was done. But no, he needed more money, so that's. Then <laughs> even when he came back to writing it, he'd like write for a week or two, then take another fucking month. Anyway, we're not talking about shitty fucking shonen. <laughs> Bleach may have been my first, but damn, did it disappoint. Whereas Naruto. I, at first, I was adverse to it because I was like, "It's a long-running shonen, and I'm not in I'm not in the mood for another fucking Dragon Dragon Ball Z." Uh, Dragon Ball Z also is very is vastly overrated. Uh, I I think the original Dragon Ball was way better than Dragon Ball Z and GT. We don't even speak of, <laughs> uh, but Dragon Ball Super and the remakes and all that stuff. It's still it's hype. It's it's very it's just combat orientated. So it's it's eh. I can see I see the appeal. I know a lot of people who watch it like it. Uh, I like it too. I just come on, man, let it end. Well, another another one of the great things about Naruto is that it had an enormous cast of secondary characters that all of them seemed to get fully fleshed out throughout the course of the of the series. Yeah, and that was so cool to watch. Like you had people like Gara and and fucking rock lee yeah my god <laughs> oh god rock <laughs> that tragic boy <laughs> um you have neji fuck you kishimoto <laughs> uh it was just it was fun watching all these characters develop and develop so fully over the course of the show and it, they all felt like except for neji got <laughs> spoilers got a satisfying conclusion shut up i will never forget masashi kishimoto for this <laughs> fuck you <laughs> my boy yeah look what they've done to my exactly. boy that's what i'm saying like there's actual consequences in this shonen it's not all just fucking rainbows and pancakes and butterflies and unicorns and whatever 
happy lovey people actually get fucking murdered in this show yeah. like they don't it's not like you got knocked out you can yeah, try again like, you no i fucking put a fucking i put a fucking knife through your skull bitch you yeah, dead like you know pain drya like come on dude oh god i don't want to rewatch <laughs> i'm gonna reread naruto <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Reread Naruto for the beginning. I will say, I, I mentioned this on a previous episode of the podcast. I did go back and start to rewatch. I wanted to rewatch like the first 15 episodes of Naruto, which covers like the, the like I think it's like a four episode introductory arc. And then the first mission that they go on where they meet like the world's most effeminate trap. <laughs> uh, um, and I rewatched that and I thought, God, if I had to start watching this now from the beginning, knowing nothing about what came afterwards, I'd probably drop it. <laughs> like, because the fir- the first the first two arcs of that of Naruto are very like very typical show. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But uh, you want know got me through that the fucking hype ass music. Oh yeah, this that that's one thing that Naruto should be definitely credited for. Its soundtrack is fantastic. Like the battle music specifically, like it's I. Yeah, it's fucking great. And it's super shinobi-like, you know? Super ninja-like. And all of its OPs are hype! I would agree, yeah. All of its OPs are pretty fucking hype. And one of them was even used to create the Filthy Frank anime. Filthy Frank, we miss you. <laughs> Rest in Frankie. Yeah, no, like, if you're looking for a long-running shonen that's obviously ended to get into, Naruto's a great choice. Yeah. And I, of the big, of the old big three that we had of Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece, I'll take Naruto any day. Yeah. Show. Any any input? Show. I don't watch Naruto. <laughs> have you even watched oh Naruto God. show? No, never. How dare you? Such Ew. a good shonen. It's way too mask. Gross. Right. Yucky. <laughs> I say that, but I like watch Shonen a lot. So you do. <laughs> well, you uh, watch some good Shonen. God. I love how you said the old Big Three because the new Big Three is like Fairy Tale, Black Clover, and I don't know what they're. MHA. Oh, yeah, MHA. Oh, but it's not that long running. Mm. Well, yeah, it's four seasons. Black Clover so is far. trash. Fairy Tale. The thing didn't... that cements Black Clover as one of the big three is how much filler it has and how it refuses (laughs) for sure how it refuses to stop airing (laughs) that's true and there was filler in mha not as much no no not admittedly not as much but there was filler and everyone said this 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 anime adaptation will never have filler i'm like okay i remember like one episode of filler that's still filler. You know, I'm actually shocked that Fairytale is still airing. What? I thought it's it's in its final season. Oh, okay. Quote unquote final. Well, well it's yeah. because the manga ended like freaking a year or two ago, right? Yeah, but the filler uh, never ends. Yeah, John, no. the filler never. Just ends. like Bleach. <laughs> it, it it it's it's ending. It's ending in the same way Gintama is ending. <laughs> I mean, never. No, no. Gintama ends, and then, <laughs> then the producers come back and are like, hey. Stop making fun of us. Here's more money. Make more. <laughs> and then they start off with the new year and they apologize. We're so sorry for making fun of producer son. God, Gitama's Gitama's not even a shonen. It's just a comedy. It's pop culture comedy. God. In a in a shonen veneer. Yeah, but 
They even poke fun of it like that, too. It's like, isn't this supposed to be a fucking shonen? Where the fuck is my power? Uh, Gintama's a good show. It's funny. But speaking of shonen show. Yeah, speaking of shonen, uh, an actually good one that has um, defined the genre is Hunter x Hunter. 2011 Boo. which has I'm, I'm genuinely curious no as to why you picked the I'm genuinely curious as to why you picked the 2011 one over the original but I think I I think it's because of the filler, right? Well, no, I don't think the original had filler either, but like it wasn't really well produced. So, it was not that great. But Hunter Hunter has no filler. The thing about um Hunter Hunter is that it's like 150-ish episodes, and it doesn't pad those episodes. Like, every... It has a consistent pacing. It doesn't speed up and slow down to, like, you know how they cheaply do that so that, you know, you get the cliffhanger at the end and then the entire episode is just, like, bullshit. No. <laughs> it, it does a good, consistent pace. Um, it doesn't add these random arcs that has have no meaning. And... Is long, so and you know I like it long. So, <laughs> I think it's not only is it unique in the fact that it was able to do such a long run without um, having to do filler, but it also did it extremely well. So, I really don't think I feel like Hunter Hunter. The only problem with Hunter Hunter is that it didn't fully adapt the manga but the manga isn't even finished right and it never will be so it did the best it could do with the source material it had so literally i feel like hunter hunter is shown in goals and nothing has ever or likely will ever be as good as hunter hunter all right so, so yeah i watched hunter hunter as well and mm-hmm. uh i really did not like the very beginning of it i was like whatever I um, hear a lot of people complain about that, but I don't... Really? I never like saw a problem with that. Like, the reason I started, like, liking the show was when it got to the uh, the Ant King arc. And I was like, yo, this is actually hype. Like, the fight scenes were great. There was consequences. I thought, okay, but, like, I loved the first arc. Like, it was, like, it was like a game show, you yeah. know? Where they, where they had On to the do, island. like, yeah. games. Yeah. Or, like, competitions. I thought it was really interesting and fun. And... <sighs> It was really exotic and and all these new things and new places. Yeah, I just really oh didn't care. Just like how I still oh. don't care about the um the side characters or the supporting characters. They don't have Maybe much of I... Oh, the side characters. Yeah. But who cares about the side characters anyway? The supporting characters are important to make the story better and in Hunter x Hunter the support characters like Kilua it's just not good. What? How? <laughs> First of all, Kilua is not a support character. He's a support character. In the beginning, in not, the beginning, he is. He is, he is. The main character. He is like fifty percent of the screen time. <laughs> anyway, like Kilua's. Kilua is a cream liqueur. Kilua is a OP ass motherfucker that we don't really understand why he's OP, and he also has a brother, sister, younger brother. I don't. Did we younger have a brother? brother sister. It's a younger brother. It sounds like okay. something from the South right there. A brother sister. No. Wait, what? What? He said he has a brother sister, and I'm thinking that sounds like some kind of Oh, no, he has a South. younger brother slash sister that's also super OP and can grant wishes or some shit. Anyway, I don't... Were you re- even paying attention? No, not very <laughs> much. 
I don't understand because like we got so deep into Kilua's psyche for so many episodes. I don't understand how you don't think we understand him because there was so much time devoted to his mental breakdowns. Yeah, it's because I didn't care. I was like, I don't really care about this character and his oh effect on Gon. I don't know why. It's just like me and Evangelion. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. So I don't care if you hey. expand on your psychotic See, thing for 24 episodes if I don't care in the first place. I cared more about the Ant King. And like I wanted the Ant King to become the main character that I did Gon. Not gonna lie. Oh, no, I didn't like Gon either. Yeah, Gon is... Uh... But I, I would say I did like the Ant King more than Gon, but I like Kahlua more than the Ant King, so... No, Ant King deserves his own anime. Deserves to oh, live in his own God. happiness and play... Anyway. Well, <laughs> I hope you feel safe that your opinion is in the majority, because I've heard that com- those particular complaints a lot. Really? I don't, particu- I don't specifically have them personally. Wow, that's so funny, because I never looked anything up. This is... <laughs> so I guess the majority is... You're such... <laughs> A mainstream I'm hoe. So mainstream. It's such a what do you call it? A cattle. Is that sheep? Sheep. Flock. I'm yeah. You're a flock man. <laughs> Whatever. Watch a better shonen like Naruto. LOL. <laughs> Alex, do you have you seen I, Hunter Hunter? I have nothing to add to this. I have not seen Hunter X Hunter, and yes, I will pronounce the X fucking. No, it's Hunter Hunter. How dare you? I don't care. There's a fucking X. Oh my god. Hunter multiplied by Hunter. Hunter squared. Hunter Squared, yes. I will call it Hunter Squared from now on. Uh, yeah, you're not missing out on much. I I definitely think if you like Shonen, you'll probably like this show. It's pretty pretty good. Um, I, I've seen like animation comparisons with the show from its original to the 2011 remake. And if I were going to watch one, I'd watch the 2011 remake because the animation, like, there's no comparison. Oh, dude, the fights are fucking hype. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's pretty much all I know. <laughs> I don't know any of the story or anything. It's just I've seen animation comparisons because there was a Fucking remake. rock, paper, scissors that bitch, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking dodgeball that bitch, honey. <laughs> oh, Alex Oh, my God. A... And how could you not like uh, an anime? How can you not think the anime is the best when it has a gay clown? That's just... I don't understand how you could... I mean, I... Ever since watching it, and it's I not have a me. I'm not clowns. the gay clown. There's actually, <laughs> yeah, there's there's that gay clown who has a super OP power that I I, fucking... I don't understand why you think all their powers are OP. I first of all, it's a very um, I was gonna say hard magic system. No pun intended, but also intended, but not intended. It's a very hard magic system where everything is explained and there's no bullshit. Like. Everything makes sense. So I don't know how you can have an overpowered power when it's part of the system that they already explained. Yeah, that sounds like a convenient excuse for poor writing. It's literally the opposite <laughs> does, of convenient it? because it can't be convenient because they already told you. I gotta, I gotta go with John as it's been described. It sounds like a very convenient excuse for poor writing. Anyway, what do you mean? no, how no, no. I, just, I, just focus on what? the the hype fight scenes in Hunter Hunter. That's all you need to care about. No, the magic <laughs> system is so good. I don't know what's your. Uh, that's like literally one of the selling points for me is the magic system. Really, I loved it. I mm. loved it. So right. good. Anyway, enough of this. We're going back to Alex now. Yeah. All right, so I want to talk about the Monogatari series, but a very specific part of the Monogatari series. So the Monogatari series as a whole is pretty fucking great, especially in terms of stuff like character development and dialogue and monologues. Um, But I want to talk about specifically 
uh, Koi Monogatari, otherwise known as Hitagi End or the Kaiki Arc in season two. Um, it's the end of, se- of the second season, and it's essentially the arc where uh, Sinjigahara hires Kaiki to deceive Narago uh, because she wants to kill Koyomi. And th- I want to, this in in particular for me is genre. I don't even know what genre the fucking Monogatari series is even in at this point. Supernatural. Um, harem. I, harem? I, yeah. It's not a fucking harem. <laughs> fuck you. And everyone who thinks it's a harem. <laughs> fuck all of you. I don't you. know. It seems pretty harem like. Um, I mean, that's what Araragi is doing because it's a harem. I mean, yeah. No, it's not. No, but he has like five girls, though. No, he has one. And it's established in the very beginning he only has what one. What are you talking about? He has one main hoe. <laughs> yeah. He has but the he only, has the only hoe that wants anything to do with him. Fuck you. Anyway. Anyway, my, my point with, with bringing this up is that Koi Monogazri is the pinnacle of anime dialogue. Like, I have never seen more well-written dialogue in anime ever as I saw in the Kaiki arc in second season. Um, especially the, the, the moment in particular is kaiki's uh it's called it's called kaiki's soliloquy it's a monologue where kaiki is trying to logic himself into help into wanting to help senja gahara even though he knows that he wants to but he can't admit that he wants to so he has to logic himself into wanting to help senja gahara and it's it's established throughout this monologue that he does with himself in an airport bathroom and it's so good because he goes through all of these reasons one by one as to why he should. And he keeps saying no to all of them. And finally, it's I forget exact the exact reason that he that he fools himself into believing is right. But he eventually says yes to it. And then this, all of the dialogue that Kaiki has throughout Koi is so well written. He is, in my opinion, the best non-main character in anime ever. Are you done? I fucking. <laughs> I, just, just, Are you done with your so with your dialogue there? So... Your monologue there? I mean, <laughs> so which was a better monologue, that or the Kaiki one? There's just so much about Koi Monogatari that I fucking love, and I finally, I, I've recently finally got a chance to read it because the. Um, the official translations are coming out, and it's so well written. Yeah, that's the um, the main selling point of the Monogatari series is literally its monologue, the anime, and also the light novel series. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, just the dialogue and the monologues in it are just so well written. So it, and it it's, it's, it's fun to it's read. funny to me because a lot of people don't like seeing like a giant wall of text when they uh, read something like you know subtitles. I mean, but uh, yeah. when I first started watching the show. I was turned off by it, and then I started reading it, and as it turns out, those are just excerpts from, like, the actual light novel. It is definitely well-written, and it's a very funny show because, you know, it's it's about a story. It's a story. It's a show about Supernatural, but it's a story, like the Monogatari. It's a story about it's stories. It's a story about stories. You mean, like, like fairy tales? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, Wives' tales? Is that, is that what you it's mean? called? Yeah. It's a show about wives' tales, and it... It's very well written. It is. It definitely is not a show that I can really describe as, I don't know, mainstream? Is that the word I'm looking for? I, I wouldn't call accessible. it mainstream, no. It's not something... Accessible. That's a good word. It's not a show that someone would uh, just, like, randomly 
go into and be like, yo, this is great. It's a show that you got to ease into. <laughs> Mostly because you don't it know is. you don't know where to start. Honestly, yeah, it's confusing as fuck. Because there's no season numbers. <laughs> yeah, but, well, because stuff is, like, the, this, the overall story of the Monogatari series is told out of chronological order, so you really don't know where to start. Yeah, but there's clearly a place you're supposed to. Well, yeah, you should start with Baki Monogatari, but... Uh, I just the the Kaiki arc is so good because that 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 story. First of all, it's the only part of the uh, well, it's not the only part. It's only one of two parts of the Monogatari series that's been animated so far, where uh, Koyomi is not the narrator. Uh, this one, which is narrated by Kaiki himself, and Hana Monogatari, which is narrated by Kambaru. Um But the the story itself is about deception because. The thing that Senja Gahara is hiring Kaigi for is to deceive a god. Like, how do you deceive someone who's all knowing? <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I was gonna, I was about to spoil what happened at the end. Anyway, so uh, don't do that because <laughs> it's all this build up, right? And then the ending happens. You're like, yo, what the fuck, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it, the, the, just the dialogue leading up to it is so yes. good. It's so satisfying. Yes. And I think that that for me makes it a, a genre defying moment. Um, I would honestly say that the Monogatari series is probably one of, if not the best anime that's come out of the 2010s. I agree. I think it's a good show, but it's really hard to like. How do you describe to someone what the show's about? I and, know, right? And how, why they should get into it? It's hard to do that. How do you synopsize the Monogatari series? Just just start them with Bakke and be like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then just, if they can get past the toothbrush scene in Nise, they're home free. God, I forgot about that. Ugh. Ooh, it's cringy. <laughs> now that was a genre-defying moment of Etchy, my friend. Gross. <laughs> Made you think about toothbrushes in a totally different Gross. light. Gross. <laughs> and brother-sister relationships. <laughs> yeah, it, you're, you're right that the Monogatari series, it's something that's really hard to to recommend to someone unless you know their taste unless you know they're a deviant <laughs> that too if they're a deviant they're gonna love it explains why you like it so much that's all i got to say i know right <laughs> that's all i got to say about the monogatari series the kaiki arc is amazing show do you have anything to add to this did you watch it as well yeah i have the same opinion <laughs> Of Monogatari as Evangelion. Just no, not the same. Thing. I have the same general lukewarm uh, reaction to it. I definitely think it's hard to get into no it if you don't. If you it's if okay. you're not into the, it's premise. definitely hard to get into. Yeah, it has some really good um, highs once you fully get into it, but um, it is hard to get into. Mm. I don't. Right, I don't. John, I didn't really. Your, oh, I don't. Sorry, I didn't really find. No, I thought you were done. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I was done too. <laughs> I didn't really find the arc that you're talking about as particularly one of the best highs of the Monogatari series. Um, I don't particularly remember which parts I found uh, as a high, but I didn't really think. I, I bet I know which parts you found the lows. Oh God! What? Any any arc that's centered around lolis. <laughs> Not necessarily. I like Nadeko, even though everyone hates her. Second worst girl, though. What? Who's the worst girl? Ogi. <laughs> but she's the best girl. <laughs> That's opposite day, right? No, no. It's definitely opposite you, day. No. Mm-hmm. 
Although I will say I liked Ogie a lot more after the second season of War. I don't understand why you don't like Ogie. God, no taste. She's so fucking creepy. That, that's, well, that explains that's... why you like Kaiki, the Kaiki arc. Okay, fair point. <laughs> I think Ogie's pretty cool, but I Yay. mean... <laughs> anyway. Good job. Yeah. John, what do you got for your last one you want to talk about? So, for my last one, I chose Sailor Moon. And, uh... <clears throat> Fighting evil by moon. Anyway, Sailor Moon is, I want to say, the Western's most favorite magical girl show, like ever, of all time. It's definitely, it's been, it's had such a great impact on the West that there's literally shows that are spinoffs, like, are based on Sailor Moon, right? Uh, You've got Bewitched. I believe that was a show. I was reading this on an article because I was like, you know what? Are you talking about the show from the 60s? No. No, it's be, be it's some fucking there was a show in the like the 2000s or something. I don't No, Winx Club. There we go. Winx Club? Yeah, that little What is that? Oh, has I to remember do with that. Sailor yeah. Moon. That the show was inspired by Sailor Moon about having magical transforming girls. Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm even... Yeah. Anyway, Sailor Moon is a very weird show because, you know, when you think of magical girls, you you can think of like the modern day just beautiful little girls transforming and fighting evil monsters, right? Being led by some freaking stupid ass plushie. But <laughs> and you don't have to you don't have to really look far for it. There's at least one every season. These yeah, days. and like obviously a magical girl, Nonaha, Lyri- magical lyrical girl, Nonaha. Is that the series? Ma- yeah, magical lyrical girl. Nonaha. Yeah, that that's literally like based off of Sailor Moon as well. Where it's the creators of it love Sailor Moon, so they made their own magical anime. Then there's like Shuochara and a bunch of other just crip, like not Cardcaptor Sakura. Yeah, but Cardcaptor Sakura is good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one thing that sets Sailor Moon. It is. You're not wrong. One thing that sets Sailor Moon apart from the rest, as I would call the magical girls, is the um, how independent uh, Usagi is. Or what was her English name? Serena? Serena was her Because it sounded like Sabrina. Yeah. So for Usagi, she's. Uh, it's not your typical magical girl like show because all the women in the show are actually very strong and independent. Uh, Tuxedo Mask, the main guy in the show, is always being rescued like a princess. It's great. Oh, Tuxedo Mask! <laughs> it, it's super funny. Uh, but it, it's just Sailor Moon is such a good show because of how it doesn't just make m- magical girls just stupid things that are just supposed to be there to, for being cute. It's like there's actual tough battles. They actually grow up and learn how to like deal with their problems. And I don't want to spoil too much of Sailor Moon because I think everyone should watch Sailor Moon if you like Magical Girl stuff. But it's it's not very fluffy compared to other Magical Girl shows. It definitely definitely paved the way for more like independent, strong women to be the leads of shows. Have you watched Crystal? No, I haven't watched Crystal. <laughs> okay. Have you watched Crystal? Is it good? No, but my my sister started watching it, so I was interested in knowing what your thoughts was. Oh, see, I haven't seen it because <clears throat> I don't know. I just didn't. Is it a reboot or is it a? Uh... See, I wanted to ask that too. I think <laughs> it is a reboot. Oh, I see. I don't want to reboot the series. The first one was already so good. Oh my god, John! <laughs> so like... Get with the times. It looks pretty in a uh, crystal, but I mean, if it loses its edge of like, you know. Or strong, independent, need no man type of women. I wonder if in Crystal they 
they actually fixed the kissing cousins thing. <laughs> that was the stupidest thing ever. So when when Sailor Moon was originally on in the nineties, it had a four kids dub, which that should tell you everything you need to know. Um, but they changed there. There was a, there was a legitimate lesbian romance in the show. I forget between it was between Sailor Neptune and sat i don't know i forget who it was but they changed it in the english dub and they called themselves cousins which made it worse yeah i don't i mean (laughs) i remember this issue because (laughs) for an american audience i don't know it feels more appropriate oh Oh my my god God. (laughs) anyway row 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 (laughs) looking at you alabama (laughs) god yeah it's a great show it's a great like magical girl show not only because the magical fight scenes were actually super cool but just like the character development it 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 really paved the way for more female leads i would say in anime that don't have to be just princesses being rescued all the time i will say something about sailor moon that it really it i think more than anything popularized the maho shoujo genre because there were Maho Shoujo's before Sailor Moon, but none were anywhere near as popular as Sailor Moon ever got. Definitely, because it's so good. It, because it's it's not just fluffy, you know. Like the previous yeah. Maho Shoujo girls, at least the ones that I looked at, they just seemed like really plain, boring. Like, oh yeah, so I can transform into a cute girl with a cute dress. Like that's it. It's typically made with with a plushy sidekick. Yeah, with a plushy <laughs> sidekick. It was made to just you know get sales, right? To just appeal. Is there anything more important than fashion? <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right, show. Exactly. <laughs> um, and and there's so many Maho shoujos that have come out since um, Madoka Magica that try to emulate Madoka Magica more than they try to emulate Sailor Moon. Yeah, because that's the whole like, oh look, magical girls are now about the edgy Maho yeah, shoujo. Yeah, edgy Maho shoujo. I, meh. They're just mad to me. I mean, I, 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 th- I, I still think that Madoka Magica is a great anime. It's one, I think it's a great Maho Shoujo as well, but it's just the fact that there are far more copycats of Madoka Magica than I think there ever has been of Sailor Moon. Yeah, definitely. I would like to see something Sailor Moon-like, but it's maybe not teenagers. That'd be cool. You mean like an adult like, one? Like, in, like they're in college or something? All right, so there's this new one about an old lady that becomes a magical girl. Um, oh God, no! It's a manga. It's freaking funny. Do you oh, read wait. this? What was you that You read show? this, don't you? Mahashojo Ore. There was an old woman that became a magical girl. Is, it, is that the one with the the that's, dudes? All the yep. That's oh. the one where they transform into buff dudes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of transforming into like really fashionable young girls, they transform into really buff dudes. Yeah, I feel <laughs> wearing dresses. Those are probably yeah. Anyway, there's a manga where she's a magical girl, but she's like freaking seventy five. <laughs> Damn, oh it's pretty funny. It's not exactly what I meant, I but I'll take it. She doesn't wear a revealing outfit. Oh my god, <laughs> Nikki, buck Nikki grandma, buck Nikki grandma. Uh, Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon is definitely worth your time though, especially if you care about the Maho Shoto genre, and you've never watched it. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm looking forward to this next one because I know that John hates it and Sho loves it. Speaking of great shoujo anime, uh, Scum's Wish no. is amazing. No. <laughs> and defined the romance Ooh. genre. 
for the better for ages to come. Scum's wish is literally isn't it? Isn't Scum? it called? It has trash in the name of the show, man. Yeah, Kuzu. It's literally trash. Kuzu. Can you like literally. a show that's literally trash? It's the wish of the trash. Yeah, it's I don't care. The if trash it's... wish. I mean, I mean, look at the person who says he likes it. Yeah. Wow. Fuck you too, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, Tell me how this revolutionized romance. Hunty, I hate romance, and I like Scum's wish. Romance is boring and annoying, and all these women, all they do is nothing. All they do <laughs> in romance anime is be like, will he, won't he? Oh my god, does he like me in this dress? Oh my god, what is happening? Oh my god, I don't know if I should confess to him, blah, blah, blah. All in your head, bitch. Like, that's like interesting for a little bit, but like, I can't deal with it, honey. That's it's literally it's boring. That's literally the appeal of romance anime. The fluffy, fluffy, fua fua feelings, you know? The little butterfly. Mofu, mofu. No, not mofu. Disgusting. <sighs> You're disgusting. You're. <laughs> what yeah. I want is some tears, uh, some blood, some pain. And that's what you get in Scum's Wish. You get knife to the heart, uh, metaphorically. Um, this is not a spoiler. It's not but you get knife days. to the heart. You get fucking scissor to the face. <laughs> You get destroyed, and that's... I mean, if, if this were if this were a school days, you get a knife to the chest, the heart, the face, the stomach, the thigh, everything. Oh my yeah, scum's yes. wish. That's how is, I uh... like my romance: painful, and you regret it. And that's a beautiful time for me. Yeah, I would definitely. Don't you agree? I would definitely say that scum's wish is so trashy that it definitely is like not your typical romance. It's trash. It's trashy romance. And that's okay. You know, but like seriously, what didn't you like about Scum's Wish? Of the first two episodes? Oh, you only watched the first two? I don't even remember what happened in the first two. But okay, what didn't you like? It's just trashy, man. It's not it's not what romance is about. (laughs) It's not it's not butterflies in the stomach where you want (laughs) to vomit rainbows. Um so my personal opinion on this is I I thought that one thing that Scum's Wish did really, really well in terms of romance is it painted a picture of romance isn't always sunshine and rainbows. Like, some people get hurt in the course of romance, and it's not always pretty. Oh, yeah, it's definitely realistic. And also, I... Go ahead. What did you say? It's definitely realistic, and that's why I didn't like it, because I don't go to romance Wait, and... what? <laughs> That's that is exactly why I liked it. I'm like, exactly. I'm tired of all this bullshit. I want to see this bullshit. Tell me the real shit. And I got the real shit from Scum's Wish. No, when I go read my shoujo manga, it's because I want to heal my broken heart. Okay, I don't need this. I don't need oh, real I thought that's life. what you went to Senko-san for. I don't need soul-crushing, like, depression. God. See, I'm the opposite. I like need soul-crushing depression all the time. Anyway, this is every this source. is why I would agree with you. But this is also why I consider it trash romance, because it's terrible. It doesn't heal your heart. It just breaks it. Yes. Break my heart and my bones uh, and my mind. Oh, no. I yes. am I am not Every an day. M. No, thank you. I am. Mm. Hit me up, all you S's out there. <laughs> oh, you my. can contact us at our email. <laughs> I am not setting up hookups for you through the email account. Why not? such a bad... It's a bad friend. God. <laughs> now, Alex, did you you set up your own personal hoe account oh, for that? Show the hoe at gmail.com. Show the hoe. It's not an address yet, but it may become one. Stay tuned. 
in the uh, next episode, I will confirm whether that address is open for business. Oh, oh it'd be funny if that's already taken. Oh, it probably is. Pretty short. Show the hoe at gmail.com. Uh, show, show the hoe at gmail.com. Anyway, Alex, did you watch Scum's Wish? I did. I've actually, I've also read the, the oh. manga, um, which uh, I know that show hated <laughs> vehemently. <laughs> um, although I will agree with them, the art in the Scumswish manga is pretty terrible. Um, but I, I, I'm just, I'm, just it's, I'm, uh, uh, I'm of this opinion that I don't think it's necessarily revolutionary in terms of romance, but I do think it's very realistic in terms of romance, and especially in terms of the fact that people do get hurt in the pursuit of romance, which is something I thought it portrayed very well. I think that the, just the characters are way more complex and way more realistically complex than you would expect in romance. And it's just like, it's just so no bullshit. Like this is the real shit. And it's also worth pointing out that very few of the characters in Scum's Wish are what most people would consider good people. But the thing like, is, like, no one's, I feel like no one's a good person. And, like, they're just being honest with themselves. Like, like you could have the same characters and show them from a different light where they look like nice people. But the thing that Scumwash is, like, you go deep into their psyche and you're, like, no, the real reason I do this is because I'm a shit person. And I'm like, you know, I believe that. Like, I believe real people think that. Because, girl, I think that too. So. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think that most people who do bad stuff think that they're. Ne- I, some probably do, but I don't think most people who do that think while they're doing it, I'm a bad yeah, person. Yeah, I definitely don't but think. People what I'm trying to say is that. that no one's a perfect person. Like, that everyone has problems or like everybody has i certainly think that people people look back and with regret on certain things for sure but i think a lot of people who are genuinely bad people like people like sociopaths and psychopaths don't don't do bad stuff and in the middle of it think well i'm just doing this because i'm a bad person well that's not what i'm saying okay so (laughs) hold on hold on i'm not saying they are hold on hold on what before i lose my train of thought i'd like to point out that the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath is that a psychopath doesn't think that they're wrong. A sociopath will, they might think they're wrong, but they just don't care. They just don't care. So just want to yeah. make a difference here. That's all I got. Go ahead, Chip. True. Anyways, everyone makes decisions, actions that they know are wrong, but they make them anyway at some point in their life. Yeah. Whether they admit it or not, they've done it. And that's all I'm saying. And I'm saying that Scum's Wish uh like zooms in on this fact and be like yeah this person they're a good person except you know this part of them you know they're doing shit which i'm like you know that's real everybody does shit i can get on board with this because i feel like you're being real with me i feel more connected to these characters because i feel like they're being real with me all right but keep your i mean i would agree with reality out of my fantasies okay Wow. <laughs> Just because I can have a deep connection with a fictional character doesn't mean you have to judge me, okay? I'm just saying. I go to anime to escape real life. I don't need this bullshit. Uh, all right. Well, I will finish up with the last one that I want to talk about, and that is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Stardust Crusaders. Aww, yeah. Now, I, I'm, I'm kind of talking about the manga in particular, but all this also, what I'm going to say applies a lot to the anime as well. Um, JoJo's JoJo's anime in general is 
really really great shonen anime um and the manga in particular i would say is pretty genre defining if for no other reason than so many shonen mangaka now try and copy parts of it um, i mean which it, 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 jojo's also copied what came before it too because there's there's a lot of stuff like fist of the north star and shit like that in jojo's so I think JoJo's uh, has definitely we'll left its mark on society. Look at how many anime and manga make references to JoJo's, right? That's mm. even a meme, right? Is that a motherfucking yeah. JoJo's reference? Is that a JoJo's Literally reference? Literally at work, I saw a dude with a fucking JoJo's cap, and I, I like, passing him uh, during lunch. I was like, is that a motherfucking JoJo's reference? And then I posed. I mean, hell, <laughs> even the phrase to be continued is almost a JoJo's reference at yeah, this well, point. It's a meme, too. But uh, I would definitely say that JoJo's is a good, a good shonen. Um, I do enjoy watching it because it's hype. The battle scenes are hype. But one thing I really don't like is like the um, the the a rocky sudden use of like death is something I don't really appreciate in JoJo's. Like it's just just happens so quickly and suddenly. Yeah, he has a habit of like with no death flags, no nothing, just cer- unceremoniously killing yeah, characters. Yeah, and that that's something to me that like, there's there's no build up. There's nothing that it's just like, oh, that person that you like dead. Like, oh, okay. Uh. I, I, w- I, would, I would agree kind of about that, that it's overused. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of realistic in terms of what they're doing in the story. Because they're going, obviously, it's about the story of JoJo's is about people who go and fight other people. So there's a chance that someone might die in the course of it. It's just... A lot of the, um, a lot of the scenes are just like it, it just happens very quickly. The pacing to me is a little bit off. Like it's just like suddenly, and then approach, and then fight, and then suddenly we're moving on to the next thing. It's not paced very well. <laughs> I would say I would say that's more. I would say that that's more true of the the early yeah. parts than it is so much well, the latter as parts. As you know, especially I, part eight. Part eight has dragged on so long. It's like it's having the reverse it problem. Like stuff is taking far too fucking yeah, long. Yeah. So I, I've, again, I've only seen season or no, I've only seen uh part one, two, and three. Oh, I read part yeah. three. Yeah. And you've read all of yeah. part three. Yeah, actually. I read three. Yeah. And I've only seen one and two. I did not read those. Yeah. Um, I, I, I specifically mentioned part three because that's where stands are. Yeah, introduced. that's where it gets hyped. And I think that's where. That's where JoJo's went from being a pretty good shonen to a fucking great shonen. <laughs> because it's it's from that point on when nothing makes sense anymore and it's like, all right, let's just throw OP after OP after OP character at everybody. And it's fun to watch. And the great thing about the stand battles in JoJo's from part three onward is it introduced a degree of strategy into the fights because before when they were fighting with Hamon in parts one and two, it was basically whoever was better at using Hamon and who was whoever was physically stronger would win, which always turned out to be the main character. Surprisingly enough, yeah, um, awaken my masters. But there was awaken my masters. Wamu. <laughs> um, but the stands introduced a degree of strategy that I don't think prior to that, at least in shonen manga, had really been a factor. Like, shonen manga before then had always been about, well, who can produce the biggest landscape-reducing fart? <laughs> that's the person that's going to win. So, in the early beginnings of JoJo's, it just seems like it borrows a lot of the, uh, Omaiwa, mo shinderu, 
And then Nani? Yeah. Like it does that a lot. Well, especially with Joseph, especially with Joseph Joestar saying, Your next line yeah. is it, it just <sighs> I definitely think the um part three gets really good. It's way better than part one and two, even though I love part two a lot. Uh you love it because it introduces the best JoJo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I. it's tough to recommend this to people because it's super over the top, right? Like, that that's the appeal mm-hmm. of JoJo's. That's why it's been so, has a lasting effect on pop culture because it's so over the fucking top. Uh, but once they introduce the stands, the stand battles are fucking awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And they just get crazier and crazier as the series yeah. goes on. And to where, to where you get to the point where, like, in part five, which is the current anime adaptation that's going right now, it's like you literally got someone who his stand is that he can, his stand power is that he can turn uh, concrete and gravel into liquid and swim through it. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, not, not as it ridiculous is. as, you know, literally deleting time, but. Well, I didn't want to go that far. This is bullshit, Araki. (laughs) Or resetting the entire universe. Oh, God. JoJo's. Um, But I don't know. Just JoJo's is... is, I would recommend it to someone who who likes crazy stories and has a thing for old school shonen. Is that... I think it's, it's great for someone like that. Yeah. But part three, part three is just I, I I point I picked that specifically because that's like the moment in the manga where it went from being great to sort of shonen genre defining. Yeah, it definitely becomes a lot more exciting and hype, and it's it starts getting away from the whole uh, Omai wa Shinderu type of yeah plot development. Is that but yeah it, yeah, yeah 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 um. It's also worth mentioning that JoJo's sort of transcended manga and anime and Japan in general because it's actually influenced fashion designers too. <laughs> like when you see when you see like fashions going down Paris walkways that are that are literally inspired by outfits you see in JoJo, it's like, yeah, this is transcendent. Yeah, that, culture. that that really has to do with Araki just borrowing from Vogue, right? When he first started doing the posing, mm-hmm. he just started borrowing yeah, everything. He started from doing Vogue, Vogue poses. Yeah. It's super funny. Um, and then, well, and then, like Gucci approached him to do a crossover. Actually, really? Was, <laughs> yo, yeah. There's, there's, there's a spinoff manga with Rohan, who's a character in Part Four, called Rohan Goes to Gucci. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Oh god, JoJo's. And oh, and like, there's even like a lot of fa- actual fashion designers are mentioned. Like, there's a lot of characters in JoJo's that wear like name brand fashion stuff. So it's. it's it's, just, it's really cool to see. And JoJo's is another thing that it doesn't... It, it borrows so heavily from cultures outside of Japan, and that's something that you don't see a whole lot either. Yeah, JoJo's is definitely unique. Mm. Yeah, this that that part in the manga, I think, is probably the most genre-defining in terms of It's also of the most popular, because literally every JoJo's references is about part three, right? Uh, most of them are. There's a couple that are from part four and part five. Part five, part five, the part five manga is the most popular in Japan. Really? Followed very closely by part three. Hmm. It's probably because of the bullshit, Araki. Yeah, this is bullshit, Araki. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm assuming, show you don't have anything to say about JoJo's because you don't <laughs> like it. Nothing positive now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, fuck you anyway. <laughs> Go watch Scum's Wish, you pleb. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. 
At least I'll get fucked in Scum's Wish. <laughs> well, hmm. <laughs> you get some gay Italian boys in JoJo's. <laughs> On that note, thank you out there for dropping into list to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and now Spotify. Thank you, John. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Be, be sure to shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have any topic ideas you would like for us to cover in the future. Links to all of these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. Meow. Meow? What are you, cat now? Don't assume my species. <laughs> <laughs>